0: Coming up on marriage today with Jimmy and Karen. When God changed my heart and I began to talk to Karen, it healed something in me that was that was broken. And I like talking as much as she does. Karen doesn't have to make me talk. I love, she's my very best friend. I love talking to Karen. I love talking to God. It hit when I began to pray in a relational manner, not a religious manner, and I learned how to pray, it healed everything in me. There are three main reasons for prayer that we need to understand. The first reason for prayer is acknowledging God and allowing him into our lives both generally and specifically. Well, let me say this. You do realize there are people that don't want God's help. There are atheists in this world. They don't believe in God. And they're not inviting God in any way into their lives. Well, but let's just say we're talking about Christians here, a person who given their life to Christ. You do understand now that there are Christians who believe they can handle life without God. That's what prayer, prayerlessness is a boast against God. A day without prayer is a boast against God. And what we're saying is, I can do this without you. I can, I can do my relationships without you. I can do my finances without you. I can do my job without you. I can, I can live life successfully without you. God is not going to force his way into any person's life because a relationship has no value if it's forced. Every single day, what prayer says to God is, I need you in my life. Both generally in the sense that, God, I need you in my life, but specifically, I need you in my finances. I need you in my marriage. I need you in my body. I need you in my decision making. God absolutely loves that and he responds every time when we acknowledge him. But listen, prayerlessness is not acknowledging God. It is saying to God, I can do this without you. So prayer is inviting God into our circumstances and he just simply won't come without that. It doesn't mean he's not in our hearts and we're not on our way to heaven. It's just saying he's not going to join our lives and partner in our lives without us asking him to do that because that's what relationship is about. Number two reason that we pray is to build a prioritized personal relationship with God. You know, If if you would have come to me, you know, thirty eight years ago after I got saved and and you'd have said, Who's the most important person in your life? I would say Jesus. And then if you ask who's the second most important, I would say Karen. But those were the two people I didn't want to talk to. You know, I I didn't understand why I had to talk to Karen. You know, she always wanted to talk and I thought, Hey, she's nosy. (laughs) And you don't feed the monster. You know. When you give information to a nosy person, if you want to kill a monster, starve it. Don't feed it. And so she always wants to talk and she wants to know, where'd you go today? Who'd you talk to? What'd they say? How'd you feel about that? And I'm just thinking, I've got to starve that monster. And I've got to be strong. I can't crack. I've got to be strong. So I would come home at night and here she goes. She would want to talk. And so she wanted to talk. you know. And then the Lord wanted to talk to me. But I just thought, why do I, why do I have to pray? I mean, does God get some enjoyment out of me being miserable and just sitting there trying to pray? Now, let me say, it is impossible to know a person that you don't talk to. It's not possible. And you say, I-, I want to know Jesus. Great. Here's how you know Jesus. You talk to him and he talks back. Prayer is not a monologue, it's a dialogue. We talk to God and God talks to us. And so I didn't understand that back then. Honestly... To me, prayer was a religious thing that I was doing to satisfy God. My concept of God was so distorted because, you know, honestly, I thought, you know, maybe God gets some kind of enjoyment out of watching us sleepy and distracted and just fighting to be religious. That we're down here praying and our minds are wandering and the devil's attacking us and, and all these things are going on and God's saying, suffer. Suffer in the name of Jesus. And the longer you sit here miserable, the more I like it. And you're winning brownie points. That was kind of my concept. And I just thought, how long can I sit here and battle this? Can can I tell you this? Our God is a loving, wonderful God. He just loves being with us. He he just loves, he loves hanging out with us. He misses you when you don't show up for prayer. God wants a personal relationship with us. Let me say this about Karen. When I started talking to Karen, because when God changed my heart—because we almost divorced—when God changed my heart and I began to talk to Karen, it healed something in me that was that was broken. And I like talking as much as she does. Karen doesn't have to make me talk. I love. She's my very best friend. I love talking to Karen. I love talking to God. It when I began to pray in a relational manner, not a religious manner, and I learned how to pray, it healed everything in me that was broken. Because he just wanted Jimmy time. That's what, God, that's what prayer is to God. It's just time with his children. It's time with us. It's a relationship, not religious. But to build, if you're saying that Jesus is the most important person in your life, you're saying, I talk to him a lot. Because you can't say a person's important when you don't talk to him. And you can't build a relationship with a person that you don't know. Here's the third reason that we pray. Is to exercise our spiritual authority. Jesus says to the disciples, I've given you the authority to put Satan under your feet. You trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And if you'll do that, nothing shall by any, by any means harm you. I've given you authority over all the power of the enemy. When you're praying, part of praying is exercising the authority that we have over the things that are coming against us in this life. And so that God will not do for us What he's given us the ability to do for ourselves and God has given us incredible authority in this life. One of the scripture, Matthew 18, verse 18. Assuredly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, I say that two of you agree on earth as concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. When Jesus says whatever you bind on earth, that word means to disallow. It means not permit. Whatever you don't permit here on this earth, I won't permit in heaven spiritually. Whatever you loose on this earth, the word loose means allow. Whatever you allow spiritually on this earth, I'll do it. And if two of you come together, this is a man and a wife, this is friends, Christian friends, if two of you come together in agreement, over something that you would ask. He says, my father will do it. He has given us incredible authority in this life and all we have to do is take it. All we have to do is use it. And so why do we pray? We pray to invite God into the affairs of our lives, both generally and specifically. I pray to build a personal relationship with God and I pray to use the authority that God has given me that he won't use for me but he has given me the ability to use it and he will honor it if I use it. So when you're asking yourself that question, why should I wake up and pray in the morning or or, or pray in the evening or whatever your best prayer time is, is why should I do that? For those reasons right there and probably more, but those are just the main ones. But listen to me, you don't have time not to pray. And when we're praying, we're surrendering to God and we're saying, God, I'm believing you to lead me and I'm believing you to provide for me. Let me say something, listen to what I'm saying. You will pray or you will worry. I've had, I've had people say to me, Jimmy, you know I pray and I know what this is like now so I'm not talking down to you. I've, I've experienced this. They say, I just don't know what to pray for. Listen, what are you worried about? That's your prayer list. Are you worried about your friends? Are you worried about relationships? Are you worried about money? Are you worried about a job? Jesus says in Matthew 6 concerning prayer, why do you worry, or oh, you have a little faith? You're... Your father knows every sparrow that falls to the ground. Aren't you more valuable than them? Aren't you more valuable than them? He's talking to his disciples. He says, my father knows everything that you need. Don't don't worry about your life, what you put on or wear, or things like that. He says, "All all we have to do is develop a relationship, a dependent relationship with God. Listen to me. This is Philippians 4. Be anxious for not one thing. But in every single thing, with prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace that passes all comprehension will guard your mind and your heart. Don't be anxious for one thing, but in every single thing, with prayer and more prayer, let God know, and the peace that passes comprehension will guard. The word guard there is the Greek word frureo, and it means a military presence to keep the enemy out. Did you know that fear is of the devil? Anxiety and stress, all of those things. The devil The devil will constantly run at you all day long to wear you out with stress and anxiety and all of those things. But do you know when you pray that the peace of God will set a military presence around your thinking and your emotions to protect you from everything the devil would bring? And when you wake up in the morning, you say, I don't know, I don't know what to pray about. What are you worried about? Right, your prayer list is your worry list. I'm worried about my kids, I'm worried about my grandkids, I'm worried about my job, I'm worried about money, I'm worried about my health, I'm worried about my friend, I'm worried about this, I'm worried about this, I'm worried about this. Don't worry, pray. Listen to me, if you don't pray, you will worry and it'll affect your health and it'll affect your marriage and all your relationships. Because it'll wear you out emotionally. Karen and I know when we need to pray because we're worried and we begin to, you know, Get on each other's nerves. I don't get on her nerves, but she gets on mine. And uh, You cannot get closer to God than your concept of him will allow. If you believe he doesn't love you, if you believe he's against you, if you believe he's trying to punish you, if you believe he's selfish and stingy and austere, then you're not going to run and jump in that daddy's lap. But God is a loving Father. Now, I want you to listen to me now. Okay, are you listening? Listen to me now. I'm a father and I'm a grandfather. And I love being a father and a grandfather. We take our kids out to eat and I pay the bill. They always fight me for it. It's kind of a, you know, really a weak fight. You know, it, <laughs> I know they're, you know, they want me to pay, but they're, God love them for even kind of pretending that they're trying, but... Do you know what a joy it is to be a father? I love everything I get to do for my children and grandchildren. Every single thing. I want them to want me. I want them to depend on me to a healthy degree. And if they don't, it robs me of the joy of being their father and their grandfather. And they don't have to be perfect. I love them just because they're mine. Can I just tell you, when we don't pray, we rob him of the joy of being our father. He's not some big, mean God up in heaven. He is a big, loving daddy. The program today is about how to have a daily dynamic prayer life, which is a huge, huge issue. You know, when you're talking about the Christian life, Karen, that, that's kind of game, set, and match. You know, when you talk about the word of God and prayer, that really is the, the, those two are the staples of our relationship with Jesus. You know, that when you relate to him through his word Mm -hmm. and you relate to him through prayer, you know him. It's not everything, but it's, it's the two big elements of that. So I want to talk about you. Okay. (laughs) So I'm, I'm going to interview you in this, this part. But, you know, when we got married, you began to pray. Mm -hmm. In fact, in 40 years of marriage, I've never known a day that you didn't wake up and pray, honestly, in any circumstance in our lives. Uh, you started uh, in your Christian walk. You didn't uh, believe the Lord loved you. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So a lot of your prayer life was kind of a, I don't know, kind of a condemned asking God to love you kind of thing. And mm-hmm. even uh, when you read the Bible, today
1: mm-hmm. it,
0: it's completely different. Mm-hmm. Talk about kind of your your journey of prayer.
1: Well, it- it didn't start out by prayer, like you're saying. It, it really started out me realizing I didn't even know what the Word of God said. And so it was embarrassing to me to go to Christian functions and people will be talking about Jesus and this scripture and this scripture, and I'd be like, you know, I really should probably read that for myself. Yeah. And um, And I didn't do it for any other reason except I wanted to know God. And I thought, if people, if he says he loves me, I want to know that. And so you're right. I started reading the word every single day. And literally the word of God is what healed me. Um, and it's one of those by faith things because there's no explanation for it. Cause all I did was read it. Yeah. And I remember telling the Lord, even if you're, even if you, Lord, are not getting anything out of this, I'm going to continue doing this no matter what. And so, um, and I would read it and I would read Psalms. I stayed in Psalms a long time. And, um, Psalms to me is prayers. I mean, David gives the best example of how to pray more than anybody except for Paul. Yeah, just from the Psalms. I mean, the Psalms are prayers, constant talking to God. Telling him how wonderful he is. And then the next minute he's saying, God, where are you? And, you know, and I mean, I could so relate. It was like, you know, that up and down feeling you feel as a Christian and, and, and not knowing if God loves you, but at the same time, knowing he must love you because he made you. And, um, and so I got a lot out of the Psalms and, um, and from reading that every day, it really is truly what healed me. And then as far as prayer, um, I love talking to God. I've never not loved. I used to write him letters. And so, uh even in journaling you know i just you
0: loved talking to him you didn't know that he loved you
1: exactly it was kind of like i had this one way street going <laughs> and so um and but you know god's so faithful you know he doesn't he doesn't look at how we're doing it he's just so thankful that we're even trying because right. he loves us so much and so the fact that he had this little girl down here it was just like poor old thing give her time she'll be okay here in a while and it took years but you know but, but i want to
0: say i want to say to everybody watching right now and this was because it was remarkable i've never met a person with lower self-esteem than you
1: that's
0: true when we got married it's true i mean it. it she stood behind me we would go out somewhere, and I would introduce her, and I would say, oh, this is my girlfriend, Karen, and she'd be behind me, and I'd have to drag her. She's like, she's on a spring. Mm-hmm. I'd drag her out here, and then she'd go right back. Mm-hmm. And she was so insecure and so shy, and so when we got married and you began to pursue the Lord, I saw you blossom. I mean, mm-hmm. literally, I saw you become the person you are mm-hmm. today. And so today, Karen, when you pray, how do you feel?
1: Um. I feel freedom because you know not only did it, it change how I, you know saw the Lord seeing me, but um, it took me out of feeling like I had to perform, and you know I didn't I didn't feel the guilt and the condemnation. It's like you know when you're not you don't feel guilty you know or are condemned. It's just a real freeing uh, sense of relationship. It's like, and it's even taken even years past those those times for me. Even now, I can say beyond a shadow of a doubt. I know I'm accepted by Christ. I mean, you and I both talked about that. That's how we went through that performance thing.
0: Yeah, it, it's a. Con, it's like any other relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been married 40 years now, and uh, our relationship continues to grow. And it's the same way with the Lord. Is He doesn't grow, but we grow in Him, and we mm-hmm. grow in our understanding of Him. But it's amazing because when we, you know, became Christians, I didn't know anything about prayer. I didn't know that I didn't know that God knew my name. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought He loved me generically, as in He loves everybody. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know that I could pray a specific prayer, and he really cared, but Mm -hmm. he does. And that's what happens when you pray. And you mentioned the word, Karen. You know, Psalm 107.20 said God sent his word to heal us and to deliver us from our destructions. Mm -hmm. And that means, first of all, his written word, but it also means his spoken word.
1: Exactly. And as we pray. And him, he is the word.
0: Absolutely. Jesus is the word. Absolutely. And as we relate to him every day. see The reason I'm saying this because I don't want anyone to think, because I thought this that prayer is a, a performance thing mm-hmm. with God, that we're down here praying and God saying, you know, pray 45 more minutes and I'll like you better. It has nothing to do with that. It's relational. Mm-hmm. It's like you and I talking, mm-hmm. and we're sitting talking about issues or talking about whatever. But when we're praying, we're talking to Daddy. You know, we're just going to Daddy, and, and he has all the answers. He has all the power. He has all mm-hmm. the influence. We're just saying, hey, Daddy, you know, I love you, mm-hmm. I, you know, and, and this is what I need, and thank you for this and this and this. God absolutely loves to relate to us as his children.
1: I agree. And I think that's what well, such a blessing in our marriage is, you know, when we began our healing with how the Lord healed us from our stuff, you know, yes. it made it so much easier for you and I to come together and pray. You know, before it, we were both either I, you were intimidated or, you know, I was like, you know, wishing that you would do it more. And so yeah. there was always an expectation we put on each other of performing. And yeah. and um and so once we became healed, you know, it was like, you know, joining hands and praying, it became so easy, you know. And so I, I just think it's one of the biggest blessings in our marriage. And, and
0: the greatest intimacy is spiritual intimacy. In prayer, praying and worshiping together really is the basis of that i was not that way growing up and i if anyone would have said that to me i would have you know i I, I was embarrassed about Mm -hmm. it i was embarrassed to pray with you but today it's one of the most important things in our relationship and we're going to come back and talk some more about this in just a minute right now karen and i are asking you to stand with us financially we have a group of people that are rock solid partners our monthly partners that stand with us every month thousands across america precious people who really are the backbone financially of our ministry, would you become a partner with us? And when you do that, you get a special resource that nobody else gets. Karen and I are asking you to stand with us. Here's how you can do it.